Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of The New Standard. And typically, we have my co-host that joins us in the program, and that's Neil Kulong. Typically, Neil is part of the podcast, but Neil, again, has some personal business that Neil needs to attend to. And so we're going to allow Neil to do that, and hopefully everything works out with Neil as he attends to that personal business. But um, sorry if you saw the mic cover my face, but unfortunately I did not have my headphones in. But be it as it may, before we hop into the program, as always, you can catch the program every Saturday morning on YouTube, and we will have this video up on YouTube. We are just pre-recording it so we can deal with that because I have some stuff to do this weekend as well that I need to do so which won't allow me to go live on Saturday but we definitely want to get you some content and get you a show in fact this is one of the most interesting shows of the year for me because it's a true or false show true or false where I've asked several people out there on the internet and fans of the show and family members to give me some true or false comments about the Pittsburgh Steelers and this upcoming season in 2022 so I like to go into the true or false because you know, it's not as analytical as other shows are. It's not a game. We can kind of have some fun with this. I wish Neil was on it. And what we might do is when Neil comes back on the program next week, we'll ask Neil some of these questions, in fact. Um, with that being said, before we hop into it, I'd like to give a big shout out to the sponsors of the program Great Dads versus Everybody. Big up to those guys out there. They do a fantastic job. They have great merch. Go look up on Instagram everywhere. Great Dads versus Everybody. Also, you can check out the podcast on all podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, any podcast platform. And also, we will put that information in the YouTube video and a YouTube link. And also, you can check us out on YouTube as well. I would prefer if everybody went to YouTube, subscribed to the program, gave us a like. We're trying to get these numbers up. We want to get monetized before the start of the season. And the likes and all that stuff really helps us with the algorithm, so on and so forth. But let's jump into, and I want to thank everybody out there that gave us true or false questions. Let's jump into the first question from Mike Nicastro. His tag on Twitter is at Mike up sports one that's mic'd up sports one check out mike mike is on twitter all the time tweeting a bunch of stuff out there mike is pretty active mike has solid opinions and so make sure you support mic'd up sports one mike nicastro on twitter and mike's not question or statement is the steelers draft a running back to compliment Najee harris now when I see that question or, or, or statement, and, and sometimes I always get these confused, I'll say question or statement, and it's really a statement, and it's true or false to the statement. And so sometimes, excuse me if I mess up, sometimes I'll say yes when I mean to say true. So yes means true, and true obviously means true. Looking at the Steelers roster, one thing that's very interesting when I see the Steelers roster is how spending is allocated on the roster. It is very much tipped on the defensive side of the football. So as of now, before any restructures to say Cameron Hayward or TJ Watt 
defensive spending is tipped probably 70 million to the side of the defense. So in terms of your salary cap, 70 million more dollars is being allocated to the defensive side of football. With that being said, long story short is when you look at the depth chart at the running back position and on offense in general, they don't have a lot of playmakers. At the fullback position, you've got Derek Watt, who obviously never gets the rock, never touches it, doesn't do anything, and that's a curious signing. You have Trey Edmonds on the roster at the running back position. You've got Najee, of course. You've got Anthony McFarlane Jr. and Benny Snell football. That might be the worst set of running backs in the National Football League. And when you look at Najee's workload from last year, being the principal back, being the only guy that got carries, getting 307 carries, I would say true to Mike Nicastro's statement. The Steelers will absolutely draft a running back to compliment Najee Harris because, one, I think they want to take some workload off of Najee because when you look at the carries last year, Najee had 307. Benny Snell had 36. Najee Harris had 1,200 yards to Benny Snell's 96. So you obviously want to take off some wear and tear off of the young rookie, excuse me, not rookie, second-year guy. So absolutely, they are going to draft a guy to compliment Najee Harris. And by compliment... To his point, I think they're going to draft somebody in the vein of a Moelle Day Moore, someone who is better at catching the ball out of the backfield, possibly somebody better on third downs because of that. A thunder and lightning approach. I don't think they'll go with another banger like Najee Harris. Let me jump into the next statement. And this one comes from Chris Carter, friend of the program, tag at Carter Critiques, Carter Chris Carter of DK Sports. That's another tag you can find Chris under at DK Sports. And he asked the following question. The Steelers give up fewer sacks in 2022. Again, not a question, a statement. And the Steelers gave up 38 sacks in 2021. And when he made the when he when he wrote the statement to me, I answer true. I answer true. I think the Steelers will give up less than 38 sacks next year or this year. And, and primarily because Mitch Trubisky will be the starter. I don't think Mitch Trubisky came to Pittsburgh to back up Mason Rudolph. And if you sign Mitch Trubisky and he does not beat out Mason Rudolph, that's a terrible signing. I think Mason Rudolph will not be the starter next year. And that might be a statement. And, and so I'll just answer it if I get to it um, coming up. So with Trubisky's mobility, and given the fact that I think he will process, meaning be able to get rid of the ball more quickly than both Rudolph or Haskins, that plays into them giving up less sacks. Plus, I think the offense and looking 
at Matt Canada, the ball will get out quick. There'll be a lot of boots, a lot of motions. I think it'll be a shorter passing game to complement Trubisky's skill sets. And so by offensive structure, I think it lends itself to fewer sacks. You're still going to have an offensive line that will be in flux, an offensive line that's getting used to a new guy in the pocket and where he will be, where he likes to escape. So some of that synergy will have to develop. But I think it's going to be close, but I think they will give up fewer sacks. That they gave up 38 sacks last year with how quick the ball came out last year just shows you that, you know, the offensive line was young. It had some struggles. But I do think they give up fewer than 38 sacks next year. Because if they give up more than 38 sacks next year, uh, they have no ghost of a chance of competing for the playoffs, let alone for a Super Bowl. Let me jump into another few statements. And this comes from Mel Daniels. Big up to Mel. Longtime listener in the program. Q-Dog Omega Sci-Fi member. Big up to Big Mel. Mel's statement is, Mason Rudolph starts in five or more games. False. The only way Mason Rudolph starts in five or more games is if Mitch Trubisky gets knocked out and gets injured. The Steelers are not or did not bring in Mitch Trubisky to get beat out by Mason Rudolph. There's no way in the world that Mitch Trubisky did not come here to start. I mean, there's a bunch of other teams where he could potentially start. Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle. There's different places. Now, I don't know how realistic it is that he would start in any of those places, but he didn't come to Pittsburgh to back up Mason Rudolph. So he is going to be the starter. Assuming he stays healthy, Mason Rudolph will not start five games or more. Because I think at that point, if he gets hurt and has to miss five or more games, you might as well start Dwayne Haskins to try to firmly see where Dwayne Haskins is. I don't think Mason Rudolph has a future with the Steelers. He's just a bad draft pick that is here because of that pedigree. Second statement from Mel. The Steelers D gets inside the top 15 in stopping the run. I'm going to say false. And the reason I say false is I have no idea if Stephon Tewitt is going to play football again. I like Montrevious Adams. I like that free agent signing and bringing him back. And I have no idea if Tyson Alulu is going to be healthy. If Alulu and Stephon Tewitt are still question marks going into the season, or at this point in time in which I'm doing this podcast, there is no way in the world I will say that the Steelers are top 15. I don't care about the Jack signing. You've got to be solid up front. If you're not solid up front, there's no way in the world that they'll be top 15 in stopping the run. So I'm going to say false. The last point for Mel is the Steelers offense averages more than 20 points a game. The reason I'm going to say true is because it might be damn near impossible to average less than 20 points a game. 
Their offense was absolutely putrid and terrible last year. All of you Ben Roethlisberger apologists, that's just what you are. Ben was terrible last year. Ben was the worst quarterback in the AFC North, and their offense was terrible. They could not stretch the ball down the field effectively or consistently. They did not run it consistently, and Ben would not attack you in between the numbers. He had no confidence in his arm strength and ability to consistently, keyword, consistently throw the ball into tight areas, into tight spaces. So just by sheer whatever, they got to be better than 20 points a game. I mean, it's the National Football League. I mean, good golly gee. If you can't score more than 20 points a game, you just absolutely stink as an offense. And I think that Trubisky's skill set, although I don't like Trubisky as a player, I, I think Trubisky's skill set is more to what Matt Canada wants to do than Ben Roethlisberger. And that's an easy statement to make. So I, I, I And I think Mitch Trubisky is better than Ben Roethlisberger and would be better than Ben Roethlisberger going into this season. So I, I think it'll be impossible for the Steelers to average, to not average more than 20 points a game. Now... They might just average 21 points a game <laughs> or 20.7, but true, they will average more than 20 points per game. So, because let me give you the scoring offensive numbers in, in, in terms of points per game. And let me tell you exactly where the Steelers were last year. The Steelers were at 20.2, and that was 21st in the National Football League. There were Denver, Washington, Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, the Jets, Carolina, Houston, the Giants, and Jacksonville all scored under 20 points a game. Maybe they averaged 21.4 like New Orleans last year, but they will average more than 20 because if they don't, they are not competing for a division title, let alone for a Super Bowl. Let me jump into my co-host, Neil Kulong's question. Or not question, again, statement. Neil Kulong's statement, true or false? And maybe I should just say true or false before each statement so I can just keep it in line. Because I always do this with this. Thank you for your patience. True or false? The Steelers will select Desmond Ritter at number 20. And I say true. And I want to read. Friend of the program, Draft Wire Zone, Luke Easterling. I want to read what he wrote about the Twitter pick because, or excuse me, the Ritter pick, because he picked Ritter at 20 for the Steelers. And he wrote the following. I doubt the Steelers are satisfied with Mitchell Trubisky as the best quarterback on their roster. I absolutely agree. When you look at his contract, Everything about Mitch Trubisky's contract and his ability as a player suggests he's a placeholder. He's absolutely a placeholder. And there's no way in the world that the Pittsburgh Steelers think that Mitch Trubisky is the long-term solution. We always talk about pedigree pay performance. And one of the big reasons I think that Mitch Trubisky is still in the National Football League 
is because of his pedigree. He was a high first round draft pick. And because of that, I think teams will are willing to continue to give him an opportunity to play. And to his credit and in defense of him to a certain extent, he has played mediocre to average football. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been great. But he's been good enough just to kind of, you know, kick the rock down the road, so to speak. And when you look at his contract, this year his cap number is only $3.6 million, which is 1.7% of their cap. And in 2023, his cap number is $10.6 million, which is only 4.7% of their cap for next year. So either cap number is highly friendly. And even if they were to bring in a quarterback next year, or let's say the quarterback Ritter becomes the starter in 2023, then you have Trubisky in place at a palatable cap number because you would still have your starter at a palatable cap number. So the cap spend for your quarterback position would be very low. So everything about Mitch Trubisky validates the statement that Luke made in his evaluation. So he also goes on to say, Ritter might seem like a dark horse candidate to be the third passer off the board, but his combination of athleticism, mental tools, experience, and track record makes, or record success makes him worthy. I, I agree. You know, as I, as I look at him as a player, and I'm not, I'm not a scout by any means. I'm not going to evaluate the guy as a player, but he's played a ton of football. He's been highly successful at Cincinnati. And I think if you're going to take a reach or a flyer on a player, why not do it at 20 at the quarterback position when I don't think there is an expectation for you to win a championship or to even be super highly successful next year? Now, the Steelers won't tell you that. They're going to always try to set it up where they're trying to win, and we all appreciate that. But I think they understand they are firmly in a rebuild. And because you're in a rebuild and because you have Trubisky, it allows you to possibly reach a bit on Desmond Ritter and bring in your guy. Because if you hit on the quarterback position, this resets everything quickly. And if they think there's he's their guy at 20, they will jump to get him. Because we know that if Malik Willis or Pickett were there at 20, they would absolutely pick uh, those two players at 20. So I'm going to say true. If Ritter is there, he will absolutely get picked by the Steelers at 20 because there's no way in the world that I think Ritter gets past Detroit at 32. They won't have – he won't be available – for them to come back and get him in the second round. Some of the other prospects might be there, but I'm going to say true. I, I think the Steelers will absolutely do this at 20 if he's available. So I'm going to say true. Let's jump into another true or false statement from C.J. Hatcher, longtime listener of the program. And a true or false, the Steelers will draft more offensive line depth. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think they still have a question at the tackle position. I mean, 
I mean, Moore was solid last year, but does anybody think that Dan Moore, a fourth-round draft pick, is the future at the tackle position? And I think I have the question, uh, not a question, the statement from some other true or false statements, but and we may jump into those. I think there might be another offensive line question here or there somewhere. But, you know, Moore was – I'm not going to say he was solid. I think Dan Moore Jr. last year was functional. It, I mean, I think he had his struggles. I mean, I, I, I think they would be more comfortable if he were a swing player, not if he were the starting left tackle. So – Although I answered true to the Desmond Ritter question, if somebody asked the same true or false statement, the Steelers will draft more O-line depth, or they asked the Steelers will draft an offensive tackle in the first round, I would probably also say true. I mean, I think both are true. That if they find a tackle that they like, they'll probably do it. If Ritter is there, they'll probably do it. I know you're like, how can both be true? But yes, you have a need at both. The greater need obviously is at the quarterback position, but yes, I, I think both of those are true. Let me jump into another true or false statement. And this one comes from Domino of the mighty hieroglyphics crew. Big up to Domino, big up to Dell, big up to Hiro, big up to souls of mystery, casual, big up to fam. That's fam there. Pep love. Big up to all those cats. That's my family there. And, and especially big up to my little bro, A-plus, my guy. So big up to the Hieroglyphics crew, my man Tajay. Big up to all them. Big Ope, you know he's dope. My man Fest Love. Big up to all those guys. And Domino, true or false statement? The Steelers are a good QB away from being a Super Bowl contender. False. There's no way. So, so, and the reason I'm answering false is because they need not a good quarterback to be a Super Bowl contender away. They need the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league to be a, a, a Super Bowl contender away. Because when I say, when I hear good, I'm thinking, Kirk Cousins. They need to be a Super Bowl contender away. They need Patrick Mahomes. And even when you look at their depth chart and you look at their weapons, Najee is solid. The wide receivers are just okay. I mean, you're talking about a Kansas City and their defense and the Steelers defense is solid, but it still has question marks at the inside linebacker position with Devin Bush, you don't know if Alu Alu or Tuit are going to play. Those are question marks. And although they brought in new corners in Wallace and Witherspoon, these guys are just guys. None of those guys any Steeler fan would consider elite at the position. And you still don't have a strong safety side. And we're just using the designation strong safety to just make it tangible if you're listening so they still have a hole there so a good quarterback is not good enough in my opinion to elevate this roster that has glaring holes in a variety of areas they would need an elite player 
to elevate them into being a Super Bowl contender, i.e. the best in the NFL or close to it. And dare I say, they would need Aaron Rodgers, who we knew wasn't going to wink, wink, nod, nod. And that's, and that's to my brother, Big Pats fan. He wasn't going to wink, wink, nod, nod his way all the way to Pittsburgh. You know, that wasn't going to happen. And so I'm going to ask, I'm going to answer true or false. The Steelers are good, are a good quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely false. And speaking of Big Pats fan, let me jump into a couple of true or false statements from Big Pats fan, my brother, the number one Steeler hater in the planet who still lives in Pittsburgh to this day, by the way. Big Pats fan, Tracy Sylvester, true or false? Will T.J. Watt repeat as defensive player of the year? No, he will not. False. He will not defend it. I think the, I think he will have a year that is on par with it, but because the Steelers will not have a ton of team success, in my opinion, he will get overlooked. And I think that, you know, that guy with the Rams, that guy from Penn Hills is going to win it again. You all know who I'm talking about. You know, that guy from Penn Hills is going to win it again. You know, he's quite possibly – the best defensive player of his generation. And and and, and Aaron Donald is going to win it again. That I, I would put my money on Aaron Donald. Uh, th that's who I would put my money on. So false. TJ Watt will not repeat as defensive player of the year. True or false. If the Steelers don't take a quarterback in the first round, will they draft an offensive lineman? Absolutely. If they do not draft a quarterback, with the first off with the with their first pick in the first round with that 20th selection they're going to take an offensive tackle they have not been successful in my opinion in drafting tackles high but they are going to draft a tackle they will move more junior to be the swing tackle more is a solid guy he's okay not really solid you'd rather have him as a backup and a high pedigree player or a higher pedigree player as your offensive tackle on that left side to solidify that offense. So that gives you chooks and it gives you the number one draft pick that you could slot in to be your starter day one and you kick more as, a, as, as depth and that gives you the swing tackle, that gives you more depth on your offensive line. So I think... To the true or false statement, if the Steelers don't take a quarterback in the first round, they draft an offensive lineman. True. They draft a tackle. True or false. Will Mitch Trubisky be the starting quarterback week one? Mitch Trubisky will absolutely be the starting quarterback week one. Again, Mitch Trubisky did not come to Pittsburgh to be a backup. No way in the world. And if you're a backup to Mason Rudolph, i.e. all you Dwayne Haskins fans, you suck, period. You suck, you stink, you're terrible if you're backing up Mason Rudolph. No, they didn't bring in Mitch Trubisky to carry a clipboard for Mason Rudolph. Come on, man. Last true or false statement from Big Pat's fan. 
Will the Steelers make the playoffs in 2022? Hell no. They're not making the playoffs in 2022. I don't even know if that's their intent. I think they'll sell that to the fans, but there's no way in the world they're making the playoffs in 2022. They got too many holes on this roster. This is a rebuild. Sexy tanking. Rebuild. No. And especially when you add Watson to the division. I mean, you got the worst quarterback in the division. When you have the worst quarterback in the division, you typically don't win the division. It's just that simple and that clear. I mean, they, they, I mean, every divisional game, they've got a quarterback better than you. What does that mean? You're probably going to get beat. Who controls the game more than any other position on the field? The quarterback. You're getting a better player, more consistent player, game in, game out, snap in, snap out over the course of the season. No way. They're going to make the playoffs. They're coming in fourth in the division. They're not going to make the playoffs. Sorry to say that, Steeler fan. They're not going to play make the playoffs. But let me jump into the last set of true-false statements. And that comes from my dad, Big Papa, longtime Steeler fan. Watch the Steelers. Three Rivers. Watch the Steelers in... Um, Pitt Stadium, watch the Steelers for at least the last 50 years, 55 years, 60 years plus. Let me jump into the true-false statements. The Steelers draft two wide receivers. Yes, true. When you look at the Steelers roster, they just don't have enough guys to adequately field the position. There's just not enough guys. So they need just more than anything, whether the guys can play or not, they need bodies at the position. They just don't have it. And, 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 and let me go through who they currently have on the roster. And of course, this is fluid. This can really change as I, as I skim through here. Let me, let me just list the names at the wide receiver position. Rico Bussey. Huh? Chase Claypool. Took a step back. Deontay Johnson. And man, with these wide receiver contracts, Diggs just got paid. Cheetah got paid. Devontae got paid. I don't even, they are absolutely going to draft two because I don't think they want to pay Deontay Johnson anywhere near what Deontay Johnson may ask for. Anthony Miller. Gunnar Olszewski, Steven Sims, Tyler Vons, Cody White. Okay. I thought that the wide, the running back room was bad. This might be the worst position group of any team in football. I mean, none of these guys can play. Let me give you the experience. Rico Bussey. Rookie. No, not a rookie. One year, excuse me. Chase Claypool. Third year. Deontay Johnson, fourth year. Anthony Miller, fourth year. Gunnar Olszewski, fourth year. Steven Sims, fourth year. Tyler Vons, one year experience. Cody White, three years experience. Man, if you average that together, 
you're talking about a wide receiver room that's averaging less than three three seasons as pros. There's no way they feel comfortable with that. So absolutely true. They will draft two receivers. And I'm not going to get into the next one because I kind of answered that statement earlier up top in terms of the running back. Um, Kendrick Green starts at the center position. False. Kendrick Green may get some protection in terms of pedigree. But I think that spot is definitely there will be a competition for that spot. And I think I, I think he's going to lose out. I, I think the free agent signing is going to win that position. And I, I think Kendrick Green will not be the starter at the center position. But I think he will be the starter to start training camp. And I think eventually he will probably get beat out. I mean, Kendrick Green is a developing player. This, this is kind of a hard one because I think the Steelers firmly know that they're in a rebuild. And it's going to be interesting. But I think it'll be a battle between him and Mason Cole. And I think Mason Cole will be the starter next year. So false. He will not start. Here's the most interesting question here, or, or, or true or false statement. Terrell Edmonds resigns with the Steelers. Now, originally, I was going to name this show The Curious Case of Terrell Edmonds. And I think it's very curious that Terrell Edmonds has not been signed. Now, all these people out here thinking that, you know, the Honey Badger, the Steelers are going to sign the Honey Badger. Get out of here. That, that That's ridiculous. They're not going to sign the Honey Badger because they're going to make Minka Fitzpatrick at some point the highest paid safety in football. So you're not going to have two safeties making a ton of money. You, you, they're just not going to have it. And this is the one thing I think fans, us fans, always forget is it takes two to tango. You know, it, 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 it takes two to tango. And Although you may offer a player a contract, he has to want to sign it. And so, you know, like there's rumors out there now that Terrell Edmonds has been offered a contract. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. The rumors are out there. But, you know, I think a lot of times us fans speak from the perspective of, you know, if the Steelers want him, the Steelers can just go get him. Well, that's not the case. Um, a guy has to want to play for you. And a guy is going to, uh, you know, weigh his options in the open market. And the Edmonds family, uh, you know, they play football. And the one thing about Terrell Edmonds, now in terms of, you know, how valuable in terms of players is he on that defense? Of course, he's not as valuable as TJ Watt. He's not as valuable as Cam Hayward. He's not as valuable as Minka Fitzpatrick. But if you look at that defense last year, I'd say he's the fourth or fifth most valuable guy on that defense after, I would say, Joe Hayden. You know, what he does is he's an elite athlete. He allows them to play multiple different coverages because he has the ability to cover backs. He can cover tight ends. And at times, you will see him running with wide receivers. So he has the physical ability to, to defend in pass coverage multiple positions he's elite as a 
and here's the and here's his biggest asset. He plays. He plays games. He plays a ton of games. The biggest knock on him is his lack of awareness at times and ball skills. But he is a stabilizer on that defense, in my opinion. And he allows them to do a ton of different things from a coverage perspective because he is an absolute elite player at the position. You know, if you look at his snap counts, and I'm trying to bring up his snap counts here, he had 966 snaps. He played 93% of the snaps in 2018. He played 1,036 snaps in 2019, 96% of the snaps. In 2020, he played 864 snaps, 89% of the snaps. And last year, he played 1,145 snaps, 98% of the defensive snaps. And he's only going to be I'm trying to look up his age here. I'm guessing he's like 25. I say all that to say false. He will not resign with the Steelers. And I'm only saying that because not that I don't think it warrants him being that the Steelers would be making a mistake if they brought it back or he doesn't warrant a resigning. The only reason why I don't think it happens is because it hasn't happened yet. That's why I think it doesn't happen. I, I think if it were going to happen, it would have already happened. And this is a player that's 25 years of age. I mean, I hope they bring him back. Because I think the other thing, too, is I think he plays very well with Minka Fitzpatrick. I think they formed a nice little chemistry because of some of the stuff that he does from an athletic perspective allows Minka to play like Minka plays this roaming safety that kind of plays center field. You've got Terrell Edmonds, very good in the run game, handling all that traffic and all that space from behind the linebackers underneath or before Minka Fitzpatrick, that little rectangle. And so I think he allows Minka Fitzpatrick to be his best as well. And so with all that said, false. They're not going to bring him back because I think the market is weird right now for safeties. I think it's been depressed to a certain extent. And because Minka Fitzpatrick is going to get so much, I think it's the number for Terrell Edwards is a little more complex. So false. So the last true or false statement, the Steelers don't draft a quarterback. I'm going to say false. The reason I say false is because I'm saying true that they're going to get Ritter at 20. But I will say this. If they don't get Ritter at 20, and if they don't get a quarterback in the first two rounds, they won't draft a quarterback. They won't reach for a project beyond the second round. You know, so maybe Matt Corral, any of those other guys, if they fall to them in the second round, they will draft them. 
So I see a scenario in which you could go O-line first, QB second. Maybe wide receiver after that, maybe corner. So I could see that the top four picks in any particular order or by position group, O-lineman, corner, wide receiver, quarterback. But I think to the point, to the statement, the Steelers don't draft a quarterback. I'm going to say false because I think the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. Again, I love doing these true or false because there's no accountability to whether I'm right or wrong. But before we get out of here, the last thing I want to do is a quick, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it, Steeler fans. Stop believing everything you freaking see on Twitter. I'm going to tell you, I have some inroads into the team. I have a couple sources here and there, but it's like third-handed. I don't know what's going on. And everybody on Twitter that says they have a source doesn't know either. And unless by some weird circumstance you have a family in row somehow, you don't have a route to getting information from teams. Stop it. You don't know anything that's going on about any team in any draft room or any draft board anywhere. But with that, we're going to conclude the show. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you, as always, we do it and ask you every single time. We appreciate you. And we always say, please tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.